Welcome. I'm Lorelei Binstock, and this is a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. Thank you for joining us for a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast now on Mental Health News Radio Network. This podcast is also available wherever you get your podcasts, but I do suggest checking out Mental Health News Radio Network to find all your podcasts related to mental health. So let's go ahead and get started. Today's guest is Jessa De La Morena, author of The Great Reconnection. Jessa survived an aggressive cancer and then began her road to helping others on their healing journeys. She created a global initiative in her app called You Are the Hero. Jessa, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Loralee. It's well, nice to first, meet you. It's nice to meet you. First of mm-hmm. all, I would love to hear about your story and how you managed an aggressive form of cancer to become this person who is thriving and helping others. <laughs> well, um, I guess we would have to kind of start at the beginning. Um in a sense, uh, the diagnosis that I received was t- totally unexpected, like is the case for most people who who get that kind of diagnosis. Um, and it was a very rare form of cancer. And so right from the beginning, um, there were so many question marks about what I had, what we should do about it, how we should deal with it. Um, and so my first big learning was that there were no clear answers. No, And so you have this kind of... Um, understanding that doctors and, you know, institutions and people who are professionals in their areas, they know all the answers and you go to them and you look externally outside of yourself, you know, for those answers from those people. And then suddenly you realize that they're struggling and they're having to put the pieces of the puzzle together and that you are actually part of that process in the sense that you need to help, you need, well, you can sit back and let them try to piece the puzzles together or you can become a part of that process as well and partake not only in putting the pieces together to find the solution from a traditional medicine perspective, but as well think of, you know, all the elements that are within your control that you can also have an impact on, like your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, right? So, um, so yeah, we, we had a case. It's, it was the only case here in Spain. It's been the only case uh, since uh, I had it. Um, so there is no clear protocol on what to do. And so I basically had to rely on my network of my social network, basically, um, to get, uh, recommendations of professionals in health and wellness that could, uh, point me in the right direction. And so I always worked with my doctor, my doctor, uh, my main doctor was my, uh, biggest ally and we would, basically both be, you know, searching on both fronts. And then I was doing everything that was in my power to heal um, in the areas that I could, apart from obviously following his instructions from a perspective of, you know, going to having chemo, uh, radiation, brachytherapy, the different types of of uh, traditional medicine that I needed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think when, when you're going through it, I, I then had, I recovered, I had a radical remission. Um, I would spend about four hours every day, except for the days where I really couldn't tolerate even like thinking because I just felt really terrible. Um, but I would spend about an average of four hours a day on my healthcare routines that were um, basically a, a result of the action items that I came up with. 
um, after reading this really great book by uh, Dr. Kelly Turner, um, who wrote a book called Radical Remission. She's from Harvard. And the book talks about the nine factors that she has found always present in radical remissions. So it's a very, um, it's an inspiring book because it talks about people who, who you know, in my, in my case, I had a, a type of cancer that normally people don't survive because it's not normally diagnosed in time. And in my case, it was due to a serendipitous uh, medical checkup that uh, I decided to go to uh, sooner than I was supposed to, um, but that's another story. And, um, and yeah, and so I, I was very lucky, but um, generally this this is not the case, but I was so intent on, on, on doing everything that I could. I obviously devoured that book and then um, made a list of all the actions that I could take that were within my control that uh, could uh, contribute to my wellness, right? So that it can contribute to my wellness in all kind of layers of wellness, mental health and all the different things. And when you're going through something like that, um, I mean, it's a, it's a trauma in itself, right? So it's like, on the one hand, while you're going through it, you're just kind of just going on the adrenaline of just getting through it and that you have to do it because uh, you just need to get out of this. And I had, you know, my daughters were 10 and eight at the time. And so obviously that was a, a big purpose behind me, you know, obviously wanting to, um, to uh, survive the, the situation. Um, but once you're through it, then then comes kind of the harder part, if you will, because then you have to start actually processing all that you went through. You no. Know? And so that process in itself was very scary because it was it was a shock to your system. You're you have all that medication, all that toxicity in your body you need to eliminate. Um, and then your perspectives have changed so dramatically. And then if, if you as well take the opportunity to do all those uh, self care routines that I did at the time, um, you will also have had the opportunity to actually heal a lot of past trauma. So, um, so you be basically are kind of reborn in a way. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it um, in the moment, it was more of a, for me, it was really pure survival. Uh, it was, I just uh, believed very, very deeply within me that if I didn't do everything in my hands to, to contribute to that, you know, getting better um, that it wasn't going to happen. And so I just, you know, just threw everything at it and just, I, I tried everything I could. I was very diligent about my homework that I had and, and, um, I really took it extremely seriously. Um, and yeah, at the end of that tunnel, uh, I had a remission. Uh, then I had about a year of, uh, of, of basically three month checkups, which were quite difficult to manage. And that's when, when again, once all the pressure is gone, then you have to start kind of um, navigating the, the, the trauma that you've, that you actually had with the situation itself, which was scary in itself. Um, and then I had a, um, a fall, a setback. Um, and so I had to have an additional two surgeries. And then we discovered that I had a metastasis that had gone to my lungs and then I needed another, I needed lung surgery and then they removed half of my other lung and, and I went through chemo again. And I mean, it was, another whole kind of process and all of that with the lockdown with COVID, um, which made it more difficult because I was more isolated than the previous time. Um, but all of that gave me another opportunity yet again to actually delve even deeper and, um, and be reborn again. <laughs> because as the further you delve and the more layers of yourself that you remove and the more aspects that you start kind of looking into and discovering about yourself, um, 
and the limitations that you remove and the beliefs that you break that you that you had that were built by your past experiences and society and all these different things that make make us who we are um, is a whole bunch of reprogramming. And uh, mm. and then suddenly you start thinking, well, OK, now that all of this is happening, you know, nothing really matters anymore because it breaks all the rules about everything and you don't have any fear anymore about anything. And so not since nothing matters and you can't control anything anyway and we all know that intellectually but we don't really live by that every day because we believe somehow or we act as if we think we can control everything but we can't um once you kind of embrace it and just say okay well i'm just going to go with the flow and whatever comes is going to come and then i'm going to just react to it and have the possibility to relate to it however i choose um then your life starts changing quite dramatically because you start deciding very consciously what you want to do in every moment, no? Um, and yeah, it was kind of out of all of that experience that I started making some very different choices about what I um, spend my time on, what I spend my energy on, what I um, spend my money on, what I, what I do in every single moment, um, because every second counts. Um, and then it was really a question of also saying, okay, um, you know, this, this has to have happened for a reason, right? Mm. Because you go five years of your life that you have spent, um, you know, learning and um, going through this and navigating this whole situation. And you think, okay, yes, it's a lottery. It happened. And so be it. Right. But then I kept thinking, well, you know, I kept having all these funny things happen where it was kind of like, okay, Mm, I had allergic reactions to things where it was like one in a million people get that. And then it's like, I'm, I'm the only case here that has that. And all these things. And you just start thinking this, this has to be for a reason. And so I just decided to create a reason. And so um, I thought, all right, well, what is this useful for? How can I help uh, others who are going through um, difficulty like I am? Um the thing is, though, that my whole process really made me um, kind of reconnect on le many levels. So um, I reconnected to myself by, you know, this whole thing, it stopped me in my tracks. So I got to get off the hamster wheel and start really thinking about what was really important to me, um, really feel my feelings, because I was in such a crazy, uh, I had such a nonstop lifestyle that just I never I, I was just so disconnected from from myself. Um, and once I started feeling those feelings, then I started opening up to others about those feelings and being vulnerable and asking for help. Um, and when I did that, then that that empowers others to actually be vulnerable and ask for help as well. And then once you know what's happening to other people, then then you can be empathetic to them and actually be with them and sit in whatever they're happening, you know, what's happening to their lives. Um, and so I just realized that, you know, we're all in, in a sense, when you go through all of that exercise, you just kind of, you know, reconnect with, with, with your essence, you reconnect with your own like self-leadership and your own capability to do whatever you want and create whatever you want and ask for what you need. Um, but then you also reconnect with, with everyone around you. Um, and so that's where I just thought, you know, this is not just about people going through cancer uh, or going through maybe another illness that's similar, uh, but it's about every single person that's going through any sort of adversity that that makes them, you know, hit that kind of rock bottom moment where they suddenly just like 
start questioning everything. And, and, and suddenly at that moment, it's when all fears go away and you just say, okay, well, you know what? I have the license to think uh, differently, to question everything, to decide, you know, what my path is going to be and really take the reins and, and be empowered. So, so yeah, I decided to create a platform basically to help anyone going through adversity of any kind, because there is this transversality in any kind of adversity. There's a lot of mental health issues behind most adversities, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, either you're going through grief or maybe you're, you know, taking care of a loved one who who's going through you know, Alzheimer's or you're going through something yourself um, that connects us all. And, um, and it affects us in many ways that, are, that have a lot of things in common, like you might have anxiety due to that. And that's something that's quite common nowadays, especially after COVID. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a health and wellness platform that uh, connects people with the health and wellness expertise they need, as well as self-care routines that are fast and easy to do. And uh, they can be done both as a support while you're going between appointments with your health and wellness practitioner, or as a preventative measure, um, just to be, you know, to, to keep yourself uh, healthy. Wow. Um, and it's a global app. And it's uh, today in English, Portuguese and Spanish, and we will be uh, further growing in more, more uh, languages. Um, but it's, it's amazing, because people who are going on there, they, they want to, they're either looking for help or wanting to help. And so when, when they do want to help and share their story and their recommendations of the professionals that were most helpful to them, um, they don't have to start from scratch. The app has like an, um, uh, inside the app, there is a uh, storytelling guide that helps the person um, share their story from, the, from a new perspective. Basically, it helps them reframe the story and look at it from the perspective of, okay, if I were to give my past self the tools and the 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 learnings that I have now, what would those what would I tell my past self? Right. So the stories are written from that perspective. The referrals to the professionals are written from a very um, useful and effective perspective of saying, OK, well, why did you go to this professional? What techniques did they use? How are they helpful to you? And how would you maximize the time with this professional? And so um, the idea is to create this, this same word of mouth that I benefited from so much mm -hmm. um, and uh, for people to not feel alone and for people to be empowered, to see that others are thriving and potentially maybe like, you know, in my case, it's, I still am going through immunotherapy and I still have to face this every three weeks and I have checkups and everything, but it's, it's not so much, you know, whether the story is over or, you know, you're still in it. It's about how you're living your day to day. No. And, and it's the choices that we're making every day um, that we want to hopefully help others, um, you know, see that they also can do that and they can make a choice and everyone has that inherently inside. No. And, and we're all kind of that hero that we're looking for, right? Because we, we look outside for others to tell us. And many times it's really about connecting back to ourselves. And we have an internal navigating system that already tells us when things are right or wrong for us. And those are our emotions, right? So yeah. So this kind of, app is called You Are the Hero. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I wanted uh, I wanted our listeners to know that this is that this app is available. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like an amazing platform for people to connect. 
And you said a lot of things that I was just like, oh, I want to ask about that, including I you said there were nine things in that uh, in the book that you were reading, Radical Remission. And I'm just curious, what were maybe um, I don't know if you remember any of them or if there are some top ones that that, you know, anybody who's dealing with cancer at this time, you know, it is um, uh, Cancer Awareness Month. And so. Yeah. Um, I feel like this, it'd be a good, also a good time to talk about what are the things that helped you get through what you were going yeah. through? So the factors that they talk about in the book are basically a positive uh, community um, or support system network. Uh, it's um, exercise, uh, food, nutrition, uh, mindfulness, having a purpose, um, mental health, uh, I mean, it's basically those elements. Uh, I don't think I forgot any of them, but it's all of those in a nutshell. No. And it's basically, Oh, spirituality as well. Mm. Um, it's basically, it's looking at all these elements that are what make us up as a whole. And in each chapter, uh, she goes into each one of the elements and ways in which you can work with those. Oh, naturopathic, um, uh, kind of not medication, but like natural passion, uh, yeah. op options as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously all of these things are what's super important. I think is that, is that you always kind of, you find that doctor that is your kind of partner in crime and who's, who's going to be your ally throughout this whole process. Right. And so as, as you read about new things and maybe through word of mouth, people share with you, Oh, well, this really worked for me, or this was really useful. You always need to keep in mind that each person is, is different and we're all doing different treatments and we're all um, maybe certain, you know, foods might not be good for some things and maybe good for others. So I think it's also really important to just say that my doctor was always my ally and my go to person in a sense that when I did find or hear about certain things or read about, like I read the anti-cancer diet, or I went to mm. an anthropathic uh, doctor and he gave me a certain suggestions um, I always would go back and say to my doctor, you know, okay, like they're suggesting this, is there any issue with the chemo that I'm having? Could this have any problem or acupuncture, for example, I can't have right now because I'm having immunotherapy or the type of immunotherapy that I have, uh, is not, uh, uh, is, I cannot, uh, take certain Ayurvedic, um, things like, uh, ashwagandha or things like this. Mm, no, so it's important that you that you always double check everything with your, you know, with your main doctor who knows everything about what's going on with you, because there could be things that, that you might not be aware of that um, he or she can clarify for you as well. That's so, so interesting. Yeah. So basically all those areas, it was like, okay, well then make yourself an executive plan and look at each of the areas. So mentally, well, you obviously need to go to a psychologist because you need someone to speak to that is objective and that doesn't that doesn't know you and that you can actually tell the, all the fears that you're feeling and everything that you're going through that you can speak to with. I mean, that is like a key thing that to do. Plus, and if you're caring for someone going through something like that, same thing, like you're also going through a trauma, you need you need to be able to, you know, manage that situation and need help to do that. Um, uh, each one of those areas has like limitless possibilities. You no, know? it's like have a purpose. Okay, well, I mean, I have two, I had two little girls, that was my purpose. And my also I kept thinking, okay, well, it's also the, an opportunity for me to, to show them how to navigate adversity, right, mm -hmm. to show them how to maybe express themselves, uh, to show them how that even even when 
things look pretty, you know, dull or bad in a certain moment that we can, even when we're feeling crappy, we can think, okay, well, what's the gift in this? Well, the gift in this is that I can, today is going to be movie night and we're going to just kind of curl up on the sofa and watch a movie together and have quiet time. Um, but it's, uh, it's really a way of, you know, of being, no, of looking for the, the, the positive, uh, part of whatever it is that, that you're, you're having happen and what windows of opportunity are opening up. No. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's like a holistic perspective of a person really. Well, I love that, that all of it's like integrated in who you are, like the whole body, the whole self. And I, you know, it, you said something earlier about, you know, I, well, you, you mentioned just, just it, it helps clear past traumas. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of people who I've spoken to on my podcast and just a, a, around who say, you know, it, that the trauma that's there, it can, you know, they 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 say it's dis-ease, it's dis-ease within your whole system. And then this is what causes any type of disease. Um, and and I love that you said that, you know, when when we really heal ourselves as a whole, you'll he you, you know, you heal all the past traumas. What a lot of people don't realize, I feel like, is that, you know, these past traumas affect who you are. These past traumas, you know, affect your behaviors that you don't even realize are your behaviors because of something that happened. And I think yeah. addressing it is such an important, important thing. And I think, you know, bravo to you for doing that, because I feel like this is, I think that is like such a huge step in becoming, you know, this in in this radical remission i i think that is has says so much i mean and you actually wrote a book the great yeah. reconnection and you talked a little bit about you know kind of reconnecting what urged you to write the book yeah you know i just when i started thinking about the app right i was thinking what do i want to do with that like what what is my ulterior motive. Like in a sense, yes, it's the resource that I would have wanted to have. Mm -hmm. That was my number one. Um, based on all that I had learned, like what can I give back so that people don't have to go through the same kind of difficulty, right? Um, but then there was like a bigger thing because for me, this whole experience was a gift. I mean, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me, but it was also the best thing that ever happened to me. And and it, it really allowed me to have that reconnection with myself and, and, you know, with, with other people and in going back to those traumas that you were saying, and it's, it's all kind of interconnected, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, I think they, they, th when they think of trauma, they think of like the big traumas, no, like a, right. the trauma with a capital T, like a big thing that happens, assault or something like this. And, and we all go through, I mean, a trauma really is, is basically how it's, it's something that's when you're like, you disassociate the way you relate to something and then something happens. And it could be even something like, I don't know, being made fun of in school, or that it could be a bullied. very small like thing that, and, and, or, or it can be something that is uh, maybe moving uh, from one city to another when you are 10 years old and have to start in a new school and um, and you have to let go of a whole community of friends that, that you leave behind, right? So it could be lots of different things. And I think a lot of people tend to think that unless they've been through some big capital T traumas, they're not mm -hmm. like thinking, oh, I have all these things to deal with, but it's like any person has been through a myriad of 
lowercase traumas yeah um that uh that have affected us and have shaped who we are because it has those experiences have made us take on a certain behavior a certain personality um in order Mm -hmm. to survive that situation right and so um we might for example in my case like I, i i moved around a lot as a child um i uh i was constantly being uprooted and moved and so it gave me a lot of gifts, which was that I was, you know, very open minded because I always was meeting new people from different places. And I was constantly I have I'm very resourceful because I've had to start over in so many places um, on the other sa- side of things. That meant that I was the new one most of the <laughs> time and that I was most of the time kind of the odd one out. Right. Like kind of um, moving from country to a different country for a different place. And you're you're kind of the different person. And so, you know, I had this, uh, I learned to be a chameleon, to mm. fit in everywhere and to, um, to basically not be noticed because I wanted to fit in as if I had been there always. Right. Yeah. So I would like learn, like I would go home and secretly learn all the songs that the kids knew or, you know, all the things because I wanted to appear so as that I was part of that environment. Why? Because when, I showed myself as not being part of that environment, the repercussions were negative. Mm. Either people were like, well, either, I don't know, I had all sorts of reactions, no, either they just don't accept you because you're from the outside, or then they think, well, or this person, you know, maybe they, they, they feel like they would like to have had the same experience you did. And so they, they, they think it sounds like, uh, you're like showing off somehow, or, you know, lots of different kind of reactions that you can possibly get. So I would try to hide all of that, right? And so if you think about it, that means that that that's like kind of my modus operandi. It becomes my personality. And so as you grow up, that's what you take with you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what you have to like basically break down. You have to take all that away because in that moment, it saved you from pain. It saved you from having difficulty. But as an adult or later on in life, it's actually detrimental for you because yes. it's not Allowing you to be authentic and to be all of yourself, right? Ugh, so yeah. for me, the the great reconnection was really about the book and the the whole kind of idea. It's a movement. It's a global movement that I w- I'm creating. And you are the hero is the motor that I have contributed to society and to the world. But it's all about basically all of us reconnecting with ourselves re-empowering because according to the the world economic forum we're in a new era of disempowerment and i can see this around me every day um and then re-empowering and then coming back and saying okay now that i have connected to myself i've become vulnerable i can be empathetic and i can see what those around me need then let me be of service and help and if i see something that needs fixing let me help and be part of that and so I feel that the world, that just as there was a great resignation, I feel we need a great reconnection in the world where we need to all come back to that unity that we all really come from and, you know, stop focusing on, you know, the, the, the biases and the differences and all that, you know, that we're all, di- it's like, it gets to a point where you think, uh, Laura Lee, it's like, we, we are all different people. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care if you're from the same town. If you were born at the same exact time or you're from your sisters, you know, whatever. It's like we are all different people with different uh, viewpoints and different realities. So regardless of of where you come from, where you were born, what your circumstances are, we're all different. And so that's the that's the beauty of 
of, of, you know, of the richness that, that, that we have around us. And it's all about embracing that and just coming together and not necessarily pointing out that, you know, everyone is different. It's obvious we are all unique. Right. So let's make the most of that and, and, you know, want to hear what everyone has to say, want to, you know, learn. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, that's, yeah. that's amazing. You, you also in authentic insider, you wrote, I love the title of this reconnecting to my inner hero. Mm -hmm. And how did you do that? How did I? So, yeah, um, I guess it was when I at some stage through this process, I can't tell you exactly when it was because I don't really remember the exact moment. Mm. But while I was going through all of that, um, those different therapies and different, you know, processes and books I was reading and just kind of meditation and realization. Um, I was cutting through all the, the, the smoke, if you will, mm -hmm. and just kind of really saying, I would sit with myself a lot quietly and ask myself, you know, do you really feel like, like, do you want to do this? And then I would just let my, I wouldn't give an answer mentally. I would just let my body tell me, like, feel it. Like, how did yeah. it make me feel? So when I imagined doing that thing, wow, did I feel good? Or did it, did it feel like um, kind of anxious? But was it like an excited anxious? Or was it a, mm, I don't like, I don't want to do this. And is it because I've never done it before? Or is it because like, I just really don't want to do this, you know? And so I started really kind of tuning back into that. And, um, and then that's when I started realizing you know, it's, it's, yes, there are lots of people out there, institutions, uh, organizations that have a bunch of uh, very smart people who know a lot of things. And uh, they've studied a lot of things like doctors and, you know, lots of people um, that, uh, that are references for us. And it's really great to, to get that insight from them. Um, but at the end of the day, the person who has to live with the decision uh, that you're going to make is you. And so to put someone, you know, someone else, give them the responsibility of making decisions for you that are about your life um, to one extent or another uh, is really disempowering. And thinking that, that, that you're not able to make that decision is, is really disempowering. And so at one stage, it's just, I realized, I was like, wow, it's like, we're taught in society and in Disney movies that, you know, <laughs> that someone's here to come and save you and protect you. And that, um, you know, it's like that you're, that it's like, you're, you're, someone's going to come and help you and, and figure things out. And it's like, no, actually it's, it's all about realizing that, that you've had that within you all along. Um, you just don't uh, trust in it enough or or remember that that you have that within you mm -hmm. and so it was kind of a coming back home kind of thing and it's funny because because I've also moved around so much I don't really have a like a home home like I was born in one place my one parent is one from one place you know another parent from the other and you know I'm a mix of cultures so it's like wherever I am I'm not I don't fit in exactly anywhere right but I mean, your home really is you, you know? Yeah. 
So it's like when you have that and you start kind of really coming to that realization, then, you know, what, what you've heard a lot of people talk about, like, oh yes, you know, the most important relationship is the one you have with yourself and all these things. (laughs) I didn't really understand that. Right. I didn't understand it until I started realizing that actually like the answers lied within. And then I started realizing I was an overthinker. Like I would, you know, once I would get into these mental things of like, okay, overanalyzing something and then, you know, sitting down with a girlfriend and like chatting and like saying, well, what do you think about this? And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm evaluating everything from 20 zillion different angles. When you're going into that, it's, you already know the answer. Mm. It's the answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is no. And you're just kind of justifying or mentally looking at it in different ways, which, okay, maybe it's uh, helpful, but now I don't do that anymore because I just say, okay, how am I feeling about this? And mm. the answer is always there. I love that idea of asking yourself and listening to your body. You know, I really, I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to start doing that and reconnecting to my inner hero. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Yeah, I think uh, also you are the hero is a is a movement of empowerment. So mm-hmm. it's just uh, as I said, it's it's really for us to to really take the reins and and really realize that you know this is our life and it's uh, we we I mean. In this life, at least, it's it's the one we have. And, um, you know, there's no time to lose. And uh, and all our own, a lot of what I've realized as well is that a lot of, you know, my own suffering or my own um, kind of dis-ease, as you say, um, came from myself, no, from my own thoughts. And so mm. it's a lot of, you know, expectations about certain things being in a certain way and a lot about trying to control things, which I can't control anyway, and so it's just been so liberating, no, to to really just let go and um, of of kind of all expectations. And yes, you have you can visualize and get excited about how you would like things to maybe look like. But what I like to do is more stay on a more conceptual level of like, okay, like I would really, I'd love to help millions of people. Great. Now, how I do it. Well, you know, we'll see how it ends up coming about, but I'd like to do it in a, in a way that I have fun, you know, that is joyful, that doesn't feel like work. Like I have those ideas and then, you know, I know it's gonna, it's gonna come in that way, but there is no expectation attached to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in health, same thing, you know, and, and, and if there are bumps along the way, which there are, were, and there, there have been lately and will continue to be um and to to have to deal with well we'll deal with them when they come um but in the meantime um every minute counts and and you better enjoy it because this is this is it right that's right make the best of it make the best of what you have exactly amazing thank you so much for joining me today jessa i really do appreciate your insight all the work that you're doing with you are the hero because i do feel like for trauma survivors, they need a platform to share their story. And I love just the concept of it. And and I will definitely have that information in the show notes. So um, thanks. Thank you so much again for joining me today. Great. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to discuss this with you. And I hope that a lot of people find the help they need. 
and that also they can feel that they have a voice too. And that, um, you know, every single person has something to share and to, and to bring to society. So, you know, here's a platform for you to do that. And uh, everyone is uh, more than welcome. And we hope that everyone does write their story about whatever it is, because we all have been through stuff that can be useful for others. So, yeah. That's right. Thank you. That was Jessa De La Morena, author of The Great Reconnection. Check out the show notes for links to her resources, including her app, You Are the Hero, and where you can purchase her book, The Great Reconnection. Jessa also contributed to September's issue of Authentic Insider, which you will also find in the show notes. October's issue of Authentic Insider is out. Check out Authentic Insider at TraumaSurvivorThriver.com. That's TraumaSurvivorThriver.com, as well as past episodes of Trauma Survivor Thriver's podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my email list to get Authentic Insider Magazine in your inbox monthly. We will be back next week when I speak with Winnie Wang when we discuss the power of acupuncture and its ability to release trauma blocks. You've been listening to a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. I'm Lori Lee Binstock. Thanks for being a part of the conversation. Take care.